Hey, Coffee Breakers. This is just a warning to let you know that this episode contains adult content and may be disturbing to some listeners. Please take caution and listener discretion is advised. Hey, Coffee Breakers. It's AC. And before we go into the case that we have for you today, I would like for you to take a moment with me and imagine being 22 years old again. Or if you are 22, think about what it's like to be 22 years old. I was 22 years old many moons past, but I can still remember the excitement of not knowing what life was going to be like and having the feeling of wanting to experience everything. Now imagine you were walking beside a well-known highway in your local town where you grew up. You're walking home, which is only a few miles away. It's late March 2023, and you're near Arlie, Montana. You're home. You grew up here and know every twist and turn the road makes. It's a cool spring night of 34 degrees. You're walking facing the traffic as you've always been taught. You can see cars coming and they can see you. It's dark, but you're not afraid. As you walk, you let your thoughts drift to different things. Your life, your future, your plans for the next day. You see headlights approaching, but you don't think much of it. And suddenly you're launched off the ground and you briefly see stars overhead. You've just been struck by SUV. You land hard on the ground, losing your breath. You try to cling to consciousness. You see a flash of red tail lights and then just the stars. You try to stay in the moment and call out for help. Your thoughts go to your family and loved ones. You try, but you fade away. This is the story of Micah Westwolf. Hey, Coffee Breakers. I'm AC. And I'm Scully. And today we are covering the current and active case of Micah Westwolf. Um, this case came to my attention from listening to the podcast, We Are Resilient, which focuses on MMIW cases. And for those of you who are not aware, MMI stands for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. And it is essentially an awareness campaign on the staggering statistics of missing and murdered Indigenous women. So, Scully, did you know that the Bureau of Indian Affairs website states that the murder rate for Indigenous women is 10 times higher than the national average and is their third leading cause of death? Okay. Do you know what the third leading cause of death for women in the United States as a whole is? Heart disease. Stroke. No, it's close. And <laughs> close, yes. Heart disease can cause a stroke. Yeah. And that is according to the Office of Women's Health. Okay. So I just want to draw some parallels. Um, Native American women are more likely to be murdered than die of a stroke. Yes, and I personally think that's something that every American needs to be made aware of, and one of the many reasons why I chose to share Micah's case with you all today. I not only want to share the story of her death, but also the story of her life, so that her memory lives on and hopefully it will inspire all of us to take a little time out of our day 
to reach out to our officials to hopefully help Micah and her family find some justice in her death. So, Michael Westwolf was born on September 11, 2000 to her mother, Carissa Heavyrunner. Micah was an enrolled member of the Blackfeet tribe, and she was also Navajo, Cree, and Kalmuth. Micah's indigenous name means everyone looks at her, and everyone did look at her. Okay. I have it written out, her, like, the name, but I'm not going to be disrespectful and try to pronounce it because it's just, I, I didn't got it in me. I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> I, I stumble over my own words in my own language, and I don't want to do that. So, according to Micah Matters, a website dedicated to ensuring justice for Micah, she loved to write, she loved to be outdoors, and she loved her family. She danced at powwows from the time she could walk into middle school. She valued her family, her culture, and being self-sufficient by living off the land. She won awards for her poetry and videography. And she was selected to attend an indigenous cultural exchange with the uh, Sherpa people of Nepal. So she actually got to go to Nepal. Hmm. And that's where Mount Everest is. Okay. So there is a Blackfeet flag in Nepal now. She got to exchange. She was one of four. Cool. So that's really cool. She was an awesome athlete. Um, She loved being in the mountains. Um, It was on the Flathead Indian Reservation that Micah lived and died too young. So now I'm going to go into what happened. You said she died on the reservation? She died on the reservation, yeah. In the early morning hours of March 31st, 2023, so this is fairly recent. Yeah. Um, Michael Westwolf was walking home along U.S. Highway 93, just north of Arlie, Montana. Michael was walking facing traffic, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's what I was always taught along the roadway. The area is rural, but the highway is busy. Okay. Okay. So often major highways are the only direct routes through reservations. Okay. And public transportation is almost not in existence. So, like, they don't have buses and, you know, kind of like being around here. Yeah. Oh, we ain't got it either. Mm -mm. Yep. So, Micah was hit by a car and left for dead on the side of the road in a hit and run accident. Uh, No one saw anything if it's that busy of a road? Nobody has came forward saying that they saw anything. Okay. But somebody has to know something because there's a lot of information that we have. Okay. So I'm going to go into that. The fatal crash report, as reported in We Are Resilient, stated that the driver of the vehicle was a 28-year-old unnamed woman who had two kids with her, aged two and four, in the car. No one in the car was harmed during the incident. The, the believed driver is named Sunny White, and she was arrested shortly after the incident and originally charged with a DUI. Okay. However, the fatal incident reports that alcohol, drugs, nor speed were factors in the incident. How is that possible? Don't know. She... Did the DUI stick? Like, she was charged with this DUI? She was charged with the DUI, but 
Hold on. Just hold on a second. I just don't understand, even based off that, if you charged her with DUI, how that wasn't a role in the accident. Are they saying that she hit this person and then was drunk later, and that's when she was stopped? I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Um, but Micah was found at 4 a.m. by tribal police the same morning. Lead officer um, Trooper Wayne Bieber met with Clarissa Heavy Runner and her partner, Clarissa, um, Clarissa is her mother, remember? Okay, yeah. And her partner is Kevin Howard in their home about three weeks later after the hit and run, okay? Right. Trooper Bieber reported to the family the toxicology results from Micah were not complete and the charges against White were dropped on the assumption that Micah was intoxicated at the time of the hit and run. That doesn't matter, though. Like, I've never heard of a victim's toxicology removing charges. Oh, no, me either. But it's not even that her toxicology. It's the assumption. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And I put... I wrote, like, I typed in all caps. How can you drop charges on the assumption that the other person was intoxicated? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And I looked up Montana law, Mm -hmm. because I am who I am, on hit and run. And uh, at injurious.com states that under Montana law, every driver who knows or reasonably should have known that they have been in an accident involving a person or object... Okay. must stop okay. and do the following. Provide their name, address, and registration number. Provide their driver's license. Render reasonable assistance to any person injured at the scene. Okay. Well, and if anybody is injured at the scene, give notice to the local police department and remain at the scene until an on-duty police officer arrives and gives the driver permission to leave, none of which happened. Right. So failure to do this in incidents resulting in serious bodily injury or death is a fine not to exceed $50,000 and or one to 10 years imprisonment and revocation of the driver's license. Yeah, I mean, it's hit and run. Right. Nowhere under the law does it say that there is a clause for exclusion if the person that was hit was intoxicated. No. It doesn't exist. I've never heard of anything like that. No. Um... So, the fact that they have dropped charges on the assumption that Micah was intoxicated is the most ridiculous and unjust nonsense I have ever heard. Absolutely. 100%. It makes me mad. I want to know... I want to know more. Like, I want to know what was... Is there something we don't know? I'm sure it doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure there's more that we don't know but according to the Missoulian Sonny White broke into a home in Brute, Montana after this incident okay okay she like right after or the timeline's a little fuzzy for me I want to say it's about a week okay okay but I could be wrong but I want to say it's about a week okay she was the non-custodial parent of two children okay the two-year-old and the four-year-old who were also in the car with her when she allegedly hit Micah. Okay. Okay. Um, This is the part that I don't understand. 
I am unsure if she broke into the home to obtain the children or if the children were with her when she broke into the home. Okay. But the children were there when this crime took place. Okay. Okay. The children are two-year-old Nation and four-year-old Arian. A missing and endangered child bulletin went out and the children were successfully recovered and placed into Child Protective Services. Okay. Okay. Um, Sonny appeared in court on May 18th, 2023 in relation to the house break-in and she is scheduled to reappear in court on July 22nd, 2023 in relation to the house break-in. Okay. So. Go ahead. I just don't get it. This is the part where we talk. Well, I was trying to, I'm trying to look because I've never, I don't understand dropping a case on somebody, even if, Micah, is that her name? Yeah, even if Micah was intoxicated, it doesn't alleviate someone hitting her and not stopping to provide services. Like right. I, I know, and you know, there are there are cases somebody be driving along the side of the road, somebody's walking, and they just like fall out, and people hit them. It's not an intentional thing, right? But you would stop. You wouldn't keep driving or call nine one one, right? You would do what you need to do. You wouldn't just ignore that. So the fact that she could leave, and it's like, well, she might have been drunk. We don't know. So she's off, and we're gonna move on. Like that just doesn't make sense it to do- me. It doesn't make sense to me, and it's very callous. It, if that is, in fact, what is going on here, yeah, it, it's very callous. Yeah, I don't understand. So there's a lot of jurisdictional issues when it comes to MMIW because you have tribal police, you have local police, and then you have FBI. Okay. FBI is supposed to handle investment from what I can understand because it's all very complicated. Yeah. FBI are supposed to handle investigations that deal with non-Indigenous people committing crimes on the reservation, whereas the tribal police deals with indigenous people committing crimes on the reservation. Okay, yeah. Because a non-indigenous person can't go through the indigenous court system. Okay. That is my understanding. Now, if that is accurate, I don't know. But as you can see how confusing it is for me. But it's on a major highway. From what you said. It is. So the state troopers are the ones that is leading this investigation. But it should be FBI, regardless, because it was a crime committed on an indigenous person by a non-indigenous person, from what I can understand. But not on a reservation. It was on the reservation. It was on Flathead Indian Reservation. Okay, because I thought it was off the major highway. It is, but it still runs through. That part is in the reservation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That, that gets interesting. Or did they kick it to them because it's a highway? I don't know. So they just ruled it as it's a highway, not on the, the reservoir, land. The actual, you know, quote, it was on the road when it wasn't actually. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I see if what you're saying. that's what they're trying to, I don't know. I don't know. But it's very confusing. Yeah. And frustrating. And I can only imagine what her family's going through. Yeah, I mean, I want to know why it was dropped. It is um, absolutely just... Uh, So I have a story to tell. Um, It's kind of related to this. So uh, several months back, I say several months back, but it's probably April. um, Me and my little were 
going from my parents' house to my house. Okay. okay. Ten minute drive, not far. But it's off some back roads. Um, like we don't live right off the major highway. We live, you know. We ain't got lines. <laughs> so there was this person walking, first of all, not facing traffic, with her back to traffic. Okay. So I was That always scared me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but she was also in a state of agitation. And I say that. She's in shorts, really short shorts, and a bikini top with okay. she's it appears to be a hoodie or a blanket or something, and she's twirling it around her head like a lasso. Okay, so yeah. And um she was other cars were ahead of me and she would like lunge at the other cars as they're walking by. As they're walking by. As she's walking by them as they're driving by her. Are you going to play chicken with a vehicle? Right. <laughs> In my mind, she's either under the influence yeah. of something. She looked like meth. I hate to say that. Yeah. But the longer you work and yeah. kind of you associated, just, yeah. you can kind of just tell. Um, or she's having a mental health break. It's one of the two. Yeah. Just uh, give her distance. Like, go to the other lane. And that's exactly what I did, even though she did. She ran at me. She ran out the car. Wow. I slowed down. Call yeah. that in. I, oh, 100%. <laughs> see something, say something. I called that in. Yeah. You know, like I said, our people know my voice <laughs> um, down here because see something, say something. I didn't want her to get hit by a car. Right. Or not only that, but could you imagine, like, it terrified my little Mm-hmm. Because he's like, what's going on? Why is this person running at vehicles? Yeah, exactly. And then if you would hit her, that's traumatizing. Right. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, it's not an excuse to say the other person's intoxicated or having a mental health break yeah. and hit them and leave them. It's not okay. No. So there are some... I don't know if they've been substantiated or not, but there are some kind of ties, some rumors going around that Sonny may actually be um, in a white supremacist group and that this could be linked to some type of hate crime. Um, Not sure about that, but again, somebody needs to investigate that. If it's a possibility, if it comes up, as a part of this investigation that, hey, she may have times with this group or whatever, that still needs to be investigated. I think it's hard to say it's a hate crime, though, just because, like, that has to be planned, right? Like, that has to be... I don't know what... I don't know what the things are to constitute a hate crime. Like, I thought it had to be something, like, sought out to do to this particular person, and this sounds like maybe she was heavily intoxicated. Maybe. And just kind of... I don't know why she was given a pass. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. But any and all needs to be investigated. Yeah. It could be that she was stone cold sober and just saw an indigenous girl, didn't like her, ran her over. Yeah. Or it could be she was high off her gourd Have they or not drunk. questioned her on that? I don't know. I don't have any records to that. I can't get any records to that because it's still an active and ongoing case. But that's the part I don't get. If you know this person hit this other person with their vehicle, I don't, in any other area, that person would, you would be locked up. Like, yeah, she is locked up, but it's for the house breaking. 
Yeah, I don't get that. Go ahead, though. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to put all the information out there that I have. Yeah. So I contacted Micah's family through their website. They have a website, micahmatters.com. And I received a response that I would like to share with everybody on what could be done to aid in this situation. They're actually having a walk this week, the 12th through the 16th. That's what Um They're going to end at the courthouse? Yeah. So what they said is the most helpful thing for the family right now is to continue sharing her Micah's story through the website micamatters.com or the various news reports that have been issued, which I will be linking in our show notes. Um, if you just Google her name, it pulls up a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my place. Um, we are asking everyone who is able to call the FBI and demand that they take over the investigation and they put it like they should have from the start as the crime against Mike, <coughs> Micah was committed on the Flathead Indian Reservation. Making calls to the FBI, um, Senate, Montana Senator Tester and Danes requesting the FBI involvement is so very helpful. Um, both senators' office has said the more people that call, the more likely the senators are to act. And um, basically what they're saying is if you live in Montana, you can call um, the senators. Senator Tester's number is 202-24, excuse me, 202-224-2644. And... Senator Danes is 202-224-2651, and the FBI tip line is 1-800-225-5324. But again, sharing her story, the more eyes, the more ears, the more people who listen and see her will bring awareness to not only her story, but to the many MMIWs, because it's an epidemic. So I'm, I was looking, and I, I did find one thing where, I guess it's the they interviewed. I'm gonna get his name. Hang on one second. I think you said the the officer that went to the house. Bieber. So maybe it wasn't him. Anyway, if I find his name again, I'll tell you. Um, but it he was state officer Jay Nelson. Yeah, I don't know that name. Sorry. Um, he was Montana. Put, Montana Highway Patrol Public Information Officer, okay. Jay Nelson. And he said that there, it is our duty to do a thorough and complete investigation. He explained that the Highway Patrol doesn't control all the factors in play with fatal crash investigations, which I don't understand that, and that the state crime lab where evidence is examined is inundated with pending toxicology cases. Oh. So it could be a very, very long time. It said weeks to even months for right. them to wrap up a case. Yeah. So maybe they're looking into it, and we just oh, I, don't know. <laughs> it just seems I, crazy it, that a person could just not bond, like have a pending charge. Like, AC, you you hit me with your car. You can be out on bond, but you still have a pending hit and run. And if the evidence doesn't support it. Then it's dismissed, but not just, eh, we're just going to wait. Like, that seems weird to me. It does seem weird. Especially if she was stopped later on. If you hit a person, there's damage to your vehicle. Right. 
So there would be proof of that. Was that vehicle seized then? I don't ha you no idea. It should have been. Yeah, and see that would have been enough to kind of tie it back to okay, we did have this person found on the highway. And I feel like that's what happened because otherwise, how did you link it? Right, but how does she not have pending charges? I don't know. That's the part that I think is really weird. I agree. Unless that's the way Montana does it, but that just seems But not from what I can read on Montana weird. law. If we have any Montana listeners, please enlighten us. Yeah. Because that, that's interesting to me. I, I've never heard of anyone being like, we think she's in on it. She's got damage to her car. We think she's drunk. There, we have probable cause, but we're not going to act. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people charged with less. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so I just find it. I find it interesting. I don't know. I find it infuriating. Yeah. I find it maddening because <clears throat> it's just, it's sad. It's so, so sad. She was 22 years old. She had a lot of life to live. And just walking home, man. Yeah. Um, so, Coffee Breakers, we do have a call to action here. Please feel free to share this podcast or any news articles related to Michael West Wolf on your social media page. Feel free to contact the FBI if you feel so inclined. Take a look at www.micamatters.com. Um, it's got a lot of information on that about her and about what they're trying to do. Is the FBI over this now, or is it still... It's No, they have not taken over. Okay. Um, also, another resource that you can check out are, is We Are Resilient podcast. Um, they are based out of Cherokee, North Carolina, and they are Eastern Band of Cherokee. Hmm. Um, and they are covering weekly um, MMIW cases. Um, and that's actually how I found out about the whole M-M-I-W thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize it was so bad. But it is so bad. See, I, I want to know. There's probably so many factors into that, too. It is. It is. So, there's so many different. It's a lot of mishandling investigations. It's a lot of not know who, what jurisdictional party covers where. And corruption. Yeah. And... It, it all needs to be brought to the sunlight and to the public knowledge. I mean, we're losing valuable lives, you know. So that's my uh, that's my take on it, anyway. Um, let's see what else. I think that that's it. Yeah, it's going to be a shorter one this week. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, just don't have a whole lot of information, More, a whole lot of more information. Yeah. I will keep an update, though. Yeah, I'm hoping that this is just the start and that this will be settled soon. Yes. That it's just an investigation and they're working on it and they're going to make sure it sticks. Like maybe this person has ties and they're just trying to make sure that there's no loopholes out and that they're going to be able to lock this in on this person and then her be charged. Yes, and I'm here to, to watch Yeah, and see that it happens. And see, I'm hoping that that is what's going on here. I hope so. I really do. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. I mean, right? I don't see how it could, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. But, um, all right. So, Coffee Breakers, if you like us, please, oh, we have a funny story. It's not really funny. <laughs> it's funny to me. Um, 
So, as you know, we've said many times, Scully runs the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, Scully, you want to tell them the story? You want me to? <laughs> it's just Saturday. I got a notification. It's weird. My notifications aren't, like, showing me. It'll just say, like, I have one, but it doesn't tell me what it is. Oh. So, if you message and it takes me a hot minute to get back to you, that's because I'm not getting them like that. But... It said we had something, so I just started clicking through our videos, and I saw the last one where I posted our merch um, had a comment. So I clicked on it, and it was like, can't trust a podcast that has, in all caps, zero ratings. Um, Looked on all three platforms, and you couldn't find anything. Good luck, though. And I wrote him back and was like, hey, you know, we're new. Like, we're five months in, four months in. We won't be five months until the 25th. Okay, so we're... We're brand new, and we're just trying to get our stuff out there. I was like, you should check us out, and if you feel inclined, rate us. And check us out on Facebook. We have ratings there. Yeah. And they said they did give us a, a listen. We weren't their uh, forte. And that's fine. Yeah. But why comment? But, you know, we had this discussion over the weekend. Hate is gonna hate. Yes. Isn't that a whole song? Hate is gonna hate, hate, hate. Or did I make that up? I think you put that to Taylor Swift's. Uh, Shake it off. <laughs> Does it say that? Uh, it might say well, it. I, I don't just... know. <laughs> All right. Point is. My whole time I thought that was like it a might. song. I don't know. It may say that. I know that's the tune to Taylor Swift. But uh-huh. point is, circling back, we'll get there, is if you listen to us, if you can drop a rating, drop something. It's if you feel Apple. inclined. So, so like, you... You can rate us on Spotify, I think. Yeah, you can rate on any of them. N- not on Google Pod. Maybe not on Google. I'm not familiar with Google. So that's what I use. Okay. So Spotify, you, you can. Spotify. And Apple, you can. And Apple, you can. If you feel so inclined, give us a review. You don't have to leave a message. You can just put, like, hopefully it's not one star, but I'm saying you can give us one star or three stars. Do or not whatever. give us one star. Well, Take your hating butt on. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, <laughs> you, can, you don't have to leave, like, a message, like a write a a whole review right like I know some people aren't comfortable doing that and that's fine and but if you could just be like yeah I like listening to them four stars you know that'd be great yeah nothing less than three what's wrong with you <laughs> otherwise you're just being negative I feel like you would just be leaving mean comments to leave mean comments like our tiktoker yeah and I you know whatever but I see a hurt feelings <laughs> I did have to say I did I told Scully that it was everything in me not to be like make a video and be like don't be a negative Nelly it was funny I sent it to her and she's like I'm gonna log into uh, TikTok and I was like uh oh <laughs> but I didn't see anything I had to calm myself I had to to, to walk back because yeah. I'm like no this is a person who has nothing better to do yeah if than you already listen to us and don't like us why comment like, just to let us know that they don't like us okay well and that's okay. There's going to be, I ain't everybody's cup of tea, shot of tequila or coffee, honey. Well, and that's okay. I hate it. There's podcasts I'll turn on. I'm like, eh, I don't really like that. But I wouldn't go seek their out their social media. Like, hey, like, you, you suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Just thought you should know. Like, right. Oh, okay. Because I've always been under the impression that my opinion just ain't worth it. Like, right. they don't know me from Adam. Why right. do they care? Right. They'd be like, oh. And that's the way I feel about you, homeboy. I don't, or homegirl or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Whatever. I don't know you. Yeah, it, it bothered me. I, it did. I, I told you. I told. I think I told my parents. I told my husband. He's like, that is just kind of mean for the sake of being mean. And you're gonna have people like that. Yeah. And it's just like, why? Just let her. What? what, what uh, roll off your back. Roll off your back. Roll off your shoulder. There was a rap song that went through my head, but it left, so I'm not. Gonna Dirt talk. off your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember that. Jay Z. That was a. 
Just, just, just wipe it off. It's fine. It's okay. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, I enjoy it. And, you know, we're going to have to, we were talking about that. We're going to come up with something for next week. Oh, and we will. We will. We've had a couple of suggestions. Yeah. So we'll go from there. We'll look at it. But this one is a, um, you know, active case and I wanted to get it out there. So I did a search. Mm -hmm. So anytime I want to cover a case, just like what I did with Tiffany, Mm -hmm. um, I do a search on my podcast platform. I type in the name. Oh, okay. The only podcast that came up was We Are Resilient on Micah. I can believe that for two things. One, if it's like a reservation, then it's not in the main, main news. And two, it just happened. Like, because didn't you say it was like 2023? Yeah, it was March. It's still... I I don't know. It still drives me crazy because there's a lot of Murdoch's. I mean, look at all the attention those cases got. Yeah. But there was so much corruption in those cases. Yes, but what I'm saying is, like, oh, Columbia is doing it. Um, I'm actually linked to this, too. Columbia, is it Columbia University? You know what I tell you? Like, you can put in your demographics yeah, and I'll so, yeah. spit out your how many news stories you're worth. Yeah. So, apparently, I did this. You put in all your demographics, okay? And um, it'll tell you how many news stories you're worth if you go missing. In your area. In your area. Or national. Does like, it do both? Yeah, if you're, well, it depends. <laughs> um, you have to be in the right. It'll tell you who's most likely to cover your story. Okay. Um, at 24. Between 21 and 24. Mm. Um, if I was a 22-year-old um, white girl from, like, a major city, 120 plus. Yeah, a larger area. Yeah. Mm. See, I don't know, like, what... Is it news stories picking what they think will be the most appealing yes like what will get the yes. most attention versus yes 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 what's going to get them clicks and i thought about this and maybe i'm crazy this is kind of on subject and off talking about missing people like i told you i watch that live pd show all the time yeah. and they always have cameras following them i feel like we should have something that could like pick up the people in the background and scan them <laughs> to see if they're like missing people especially like there's areas that they go into that are like the homeless population mm-hmm. and how many of them may be, you know, somebody's missing somebody well, yeah. and they're having like a mental health problem. They don't, you know, they don't yeah. even know. I don't know. I just thought about that like four o'clock this morning when I was trying to rock my little back to sleep. I was like, you know, why don't we have something? Why don't we have facial recognition? To, yeah. to... Which I know that gets into a whole different thing, but yeah. I'm just like something like that to just be like, right. Hey, can I scan your face? <laughs> or like, that's, Joe from, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Been missing for five years, but. You know, I did kind of read of a case that was like that. See? They found him. It was a male. He'd yeah. been gone for like five, six years, and they kept looking for him, looking for him, found him two states over. He had a mental health break. See? And he was homeless and just wondering and. Didn't know. And like I say, I wonder. I know that there's some that go missing because they're murdered. I know some go missing because they're drugs. Yeah. But there are those that just. Like, they, they're not connected to reality. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to tell you, ain't nothing in this world bothers me more than a missing person's case. I know. We talked about that. You, you don't like how somebody can be there and then just... Disappear. No trace. Zero trace. Yeah. There's a case, and his name is Brian. And I'll have to look it up. He went to a bar. 
As far as we know, he's still in that bar. Really? He never came out of the bar. There's zero video footage of him coming out of the front entrance of the bar. There's none in the back. So I'm yeah. assuming somebody took yeah. gone, 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 missing without a trace, never been seen or heard from again. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I, as, I, a, if, as a family member, like if it was somebody. Oh, no. Yeah. Just, I can't. They're gone. And it scares me that I could be gone. I guess it doesn't scare me as bad because I feel like I would know where I'm at. <laughs> It's not as scary. I know that sounds weird, but that's the way my brain works. I'm well, not really lost right. to anybody else. I'm I'm lost, but I know where I'm at. But I, okay, cool. <laughs> I guess I never thought about it that way. I was just thinking about like, like to my family. I yeah. could just. I think it'd be worse losing one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I go to my son. Like I mean, if I just same. disappeared without a trace. Oh yeah. Like what that impact would be for him. Oh, absolutely. You know? I agree. And that, it does, it bothers me so bad. Yeah. It does. It bothers me so bad. And I want to eventually, hopefully one day, I want to start a nonprofit that is just search parties for missing people. Yeah. Like, to fund them. I know we talked about that one case, Gabby. And then when they were looking for her, they found so many different women in that area. Right. And I told you then, I don't understand why we don't take those high traffic. I know that that is like a woods or whatever, like it's rural, but I don't understand why we don't take our law enforcement out there to do their practices and their runs and their stuff like that. So they're the cadaver dogs every once in a while. See what comes up. I mean, just constantly keep in that area. If you know that those are areas where several people have been dumped, then that should be areas that you frequent. If you go to neighborhoods, trail cam, man. Well, if you go to neighborhoods that are higher crime, you patrol those regularly. If I've got a, I hate to say it this way, but a place where they're dumping bodies, like a dump area, Mm -hmm. then you need to be there all the time. Like that needs to be where you go and do your shooting. That needs to be where you go and do your running. That needs to be where you go and do the dogs and smell and exercise for them. Like for them. Yeah. To me, that should be like common sense. But for whatever reason, they're like, eh, we'll go out there if we get another call. And it's like, you should be, you should be living there. Right. But I think a lot of it comes down to its own federal. Like Gabby was on, wasn't she in like a national park? I don't know. Maybe she was. But if, the, if that's the case, you should still up it. Whoever is over that needs to be over that. They no, need to I be, agree. And I, cams. I know it's a huge area, but still, like, I mean, make hard, it routine. How hard is it to Work play? together. Like, hey, yeah. it's our federal, but y'all can roll in. If you find something, call us. But everybody roll in, and we'll just do this together. What would he say? Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> right. Let's stop having these areas where bodies are dumped and not found until forever way, way way later or ever yeah i'm also listening to another podcast right now about the um freeway phantom killer that i never know exists never heard of that either yeah i'll feel you i want to get done i'll tell you this and then i'll shut up do you ever watch the movie joyride oh with paul walker and the other dude yeah. yes okay they Candy apparently came yes <laughs> so tiktok had a thing and it was a new movie joyride and i was like what they remade joyride <laughs> No, it's a completely different movie. Yeah. And then I was like, is it Joyride? Like, am I remembering that correctly? I think the name was Joyride. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, absolutely. But that just totally popped in my head because you said killer and I thought truck and highway. I think that helped contribute to my my being terrified of semis. I would never mess with a CB. I was just terrified that they'd be able to track me down. So my brother and my dad had a CB. And, but yes, uh, we uh, we watched that movie. Me and Adam watched that movie. Oh, me and my brother <laughs> watched that movie. Whatever. 
it don't matter. I'll out him. Um, watching a movie a lot. And, um, yeah, so I just can remember Candy carrying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah. And he found him, and, like, yeah. it was scary. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you said killer. I think you said freeway killer or something? I did. I said freeway so killer. So clicked in Joyride, and that's where we went. Yep. Because that movie used to terrify me for that reason. Like, don't get on a CB. Don't be messing with nobody. Like, crank calls even got paused for a minute. Because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know who's out here killing, you know. I don't know how well you can get me. Like, nope. <laughs> Sorry. I'm out. I ain't yeah. doing it. Yeah, I remember that movie. But the uh, remake is not a remake. It's just a whole different movie with the same name. Just FYI for our listeners. Is it at least scary? No. Oh, no. It looks like a funny comedy thing. Oh, no. Yeah. Somebody should remake Joyride. Uh, Sam. Dean. Yes. <laughs> Jensen Jared. <laughs> yes. Except they wouldn't. It would be a totally different movie. Why? Because I think they would whoop up on the... the Dean game. ain't going to take no kind of mess. Oh, that's true. So he going to whoop out something. That's true. But they can direct it. They're really good directors. I want to... Yeah, but I want to see them do it. Too. I do. I'm, I would well, pay to go watch that one. Uh, absolutely. Anyway. Anyway, Cover Breakers, we kind of went off on yeah, a little sorry. tangent. Um, Micah Matters. Yeah. Indigenous Women Matter. I hope we get to see a conclusion to this fairly soon. And there's a lot of other cases out there if y'all want to start deep diving into them of the murdered and missing indigenous women. It's not just her. No. It's a lot. So, um, much love, coffee breakers. Oh, follow us on our socials, and if you want to, buy some merch. And the hole opened up in the alley again, which we'll tell you more about on Friday. Yes. I, I, I'm not in it, <laughs> nor is my vehicle in it. So, yay. <laughs> What, what do you mean, we'll see? We'll see. You never know. Maybe the whole alley's going to go. But we'll update them Friday. God, y'all, if y'all don't hear from me, if it's just her, she put me in the hole. <laughs> no. Because if you go missing, now it's going to, I'm proud of us, but. Yes. No. <laughs> no. I don't have time. All right. Bye, coffee breakers. Good night.